Hello, 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 and welcome this week to the Skeleton Key Podcast. I'm your host, Kagan, and unfortunately this week, my normal co-host, Keegan, has to go pick up some family from the airport for Thanksgiving tomorrow. I get it. But, however, the show must go on. So, I got two of my friends here with me this week. We're sitting here with Devontae and Jackson. Boys, how we doing today? I'm doing dandy. This is Jackson. Yeah, that's Jackson. (laughs) Oh, this is Devontae. I'm doing good, man. How about you? I'm doing pretty good, man. It's, um, you know, I don't, I don't work until Monday of next week. Today's my last week, or day, day of the week. Yeah, Tomorrow, it's turkey day. Can't wait to drink with my uncle and um, eat some ham. Oh, my opinion, turkey's gross. You don't like turkey? I'm a ham guy. I'm a ham guy. Really? And Not- unfortunately for you, yes, I'm a ham dude. <laughs> you are a fucking ham, man. You are a ham. I'm a rum ham, uh, matter of fact. It's always sunny, always sunny fucking reference. Love it. Always sunny. Love that shit. Love that shit, Shout too. Out to always sunny podcast. Dude, come on. We're on. Come on. Really? <laughs> Fucking rip. <laughs> You're on our sh- You're on my show. Shout out to the Skeleton Key podcast as well. We're Thank you. I'm glad to be affiliated. Well, kind of. No, but okay, just real quick. Not even white or dark meat, just neither? Dark meat's the worst. Uh, white meat's way better. Don't I, I like both. You like, okay, but Devontae likes both. That's mm-hmm. fair. I like all of it, man. I like meat. I'm a carnivore. Mm-hmm. I love it all. Wow. Okay, so before we start this episode this week, you guys both work at a pizza restaurant. Yes, sir. Like, like, like the, uh, like our last guest Rex. He works at the same restaurant. Big father. Big father. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mother Bear's Pizza here uh, in Bloomington. And a busser. Devante. I'm just a delivery driver and a cook. Oh, you're a delivery driver. Yeah. Well, you and this guy, you and the guy in this episode are gonna fit right in then. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> okay, so this week we are talking. Bomb ass pizza, the murder mystery of Brian Wells. Yeah, kind of hard in the title, which I mean you'll see in a while. I don't I don't feel as bad for this guy as you think I do. More foreshadowing. Okay, so I'll just get things started. Um, actually, first off, Jackson, you tell me you've watched um, the uh, Netflix documentary on this, right? Yes, sir, I have. I'm uh, I'm a little updated on the facts of uh, Mr. Bomberman Brian. Okay, well. R.I.P. Oh. Oh. All right. Okay, that's fair. Devonte, you don't know. Um, I, I have no clue what we're talking about right now. Okay. Well. Um, okay. Well, this is gonna be awesome. Strap yourself in, buckaroo. Yeah, because um, this is about to. This story goes down a rabbit hole that passes through a trailer park mm-hmm. in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. It's very close I, to home. That, that is very close. Okay, guy. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, okay. So yeah, this is, um, Devante, this is going to hit pretty close, close yeah. to you anymore because this guy is, um, a <laughs> pizza delivery driver. Oh, shit. Okay. So on August 28th, 2003, which is my birthday, ironically, August 28th. Yeah. Kind of weird. A man walked in the front door of the PNC bank in Erie, Pennsylvania at 228 in the afternoon, sporting a cane and wearing a white t-shirt that said the word guess on it. The shirt also covered a thick bulge around his neck. After walking to an open teller, the man handed the young woman at the desk a note telling her to gather $250,000 in a bag and bring it to him. Telling her that they only had 15 minutes, the man then pulled the oversized shirt up from around his neck, revealing a bomb-like device attached to him. The teller told him that she couldn't access the vault since the manager wasn't there that day, and she could only gather what her and the other tellers had available at their desks. Upset but not deterred, the man agreed and walked out the front doors with only $8,702 in eating a lollipop. That's a steal. 
<laughs> it's a far cry. Fact. It's a far cry. It's literally two hundred and forty plus thousand dollars less than what he went in there to get. Hey. So always set the bar very low. Yeah, but keep that, that keep but keep that <laughs> in more ways than one. Mm-hmm. But so keep that keep that number keep the, that scenario in mind as I tell this. <laughs> like 50, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so shortly after the men left, the police were called where they found him just 15 minutes later in a parking lot outside of a McDonald's, standing in front of his blue Geo Metro. Yeah, he had, yeah, he had a Geo Metro. Yeah. yeah nice. They handcuffed him, and after seeing that he did have some form of bomb around his neck, they put him on the ground and called the local bomb squad and set up a perimeter some distance away. Good help, alrighty. And yeah, that's not looking good for him. Very helpful, yeah. Yeah, he's on the, he's on he's handcuffed on the ground. The tunnel light is dimming for old Brian here. He is. It really is. Yeah. No, he's got a he's got a bomb around his neck. He's not laying on the ground. And he's a pizza delivery driver for God's <laughs> sakes. <laughs> what a way to go. What a way to go. What a way. <laughs> what a way to go. It's like fucking glory, glory. What a hell of a way to die. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the man recounted his story to the police about what had happened, how he was being used and that he was following some form of scavenger hunt for his captors and there, and, and that they were watching him as the police took down as much of his story as they could. The bomb began to make a beeping sound, which gradually began to be more high pitched and frequent. The man began to yell for his cuffs to be taken off and that he needed help. The police who had, who could do nothing just sat back at a, at a distance as there was nothing they could do. As the man moved backwards across the pavement, a loud beep went off, and a five-inch hole blew open in his chest, killing him instantly. Holy shit. The the bomb squad would arrive three minutes later to a dead man with a softball-sized hole in his chest, laying in a pool of his own blood on the pavement. And that is the story of Brian Wells. Question is, who threw the softball? (laughs) Dude, come on! (laughs) Come on, man. My bad, my bad. Wah, wah, wah. So no. did they ever find the killer, Brian Wells? Or oh, 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 no, oh, no, Devonte. That, that wasn't really the end of the sto- the oh, podcast. Oh, <laughs> that wasn't the end of the podcast. Like I said, like I said, this story goes down a rabbit hole that leads through a trailer park in Kentucky and then straight into hell. I bring that up because you're you're gonna meet the you're gonna meet the characters in this story, man, and they are out of like it's a mixture of. Um, Oh, House of a Thousand Corpses. If if you took that family and you mixed them with the, the people from the Hills Have Eyes. I, I have not <laughs> seen the House of a Thousand Corpses. I've seen the House of a Thousand Corpses, but not the Hills Have Eyes. Okay, so I thought that was a song by J. Cole. It might be. I don't know. I don't listen to J. Cole. No. Is it? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't listen. I redact Okay, that, but that so, you've seen, so you've seen House of a Thousand Corpses, but you have not seen the Hills Have Eyes. Yes, sir. House of a Thousand Corpses. It's a glorious movie. Devontae, glorious. have you seen either of those? Sorry, House of a Thousand Corpses yes, or uh, the Hills Have Eyes. I've heard of the Hills Have Eyes. You guys have I've never heard. seen Hills Have Eyes? No. Oh, fuck. It, it's Honestly, it's just disturbing. You should look it up. It's disturbing. But I digress. Grabs the iPhone to look it up. <laughs> yeah. Are you yeah. sure? He's going to look mean, it up. You can run down real quick. <laughs> <laughs> 
right? It's, it's good, man. It's got, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got a new one. You, yeah, iPhone 13. And you got a case. Oh. How much was the case? Case was about $53. Uh, thank you for telling me to go to Best Buy for the what best What the buy. hell? It was not. Don't go to Best Buy to get a new iPhone case. Uh, I say stick to eBay. Okay, but how? Amazon. You didn't bring up eBay. You literally brought up going to AT&T, and I said they would potentially be cheaper uh, at Best Buy because they have a bigger selection. And got a cooler 1977 iPhone. is when it was made. That's the original. They made a remake in 2006. Okay, yeah. Okay, anyways, we gotta get back to the story. <laughs> okay. So yeah, no, that's not the end of this. Well what I'm gonna tell you is what Brian claimed happened that day. Brian, forty six and working his daily his normal shift as a delivery driver at Mama Mia's Pizzeria on the day of the incident. While at work, a man called in or for an order for two pizzas to be delivered to 8631 Peach Street. While making the delivery, Brian was sent down a dirt road that led him to a cable transmission building. Brian then claimed he was jumped and ambushed by three black men who held him at gunpoint and affixed the homemade, poorly constructed bomb-like device to his neck. After giving Brian a shotgun that was converted to look like a cane, I forgot to mention that, the cane that he walked like into the pipe, bank with... a pipe cane? Like a homemade... Like- it was a shotgun that was made to look like a cane. Like some Fallout stuff, right? Yeah, it was like yeah, really steampunky. Wow, really steampunky. Well, not really classy to bring a cane to a bank robbery. Now. I don't, I don't know, dude. I'm a a lot of the stuff. I'm liking Brian's captor style. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the story doesn't make sense, man. It really doesn't. But anyways, for now, yeah, it doesn't. Hey, even at the end, it still doesn't it really make sense. Um, they gave they gave Brian a set of instructions to follow. If he completed the list he was given, then he would be given instructions on how to disarm the bomb. However, if he ran out, whenever he ran out of time, the bomb would go off. Hmm. They told him that they would be watching him, and that the, and that the, yeah, sorry, and that they could remotely detonate the device if he didn't listen. Hmm. The first instruction was to go to PNC Bank and steal two hundred fifty thousand dollars, which he t- didn't do. And the second instruction would lead him to McDonald's, where he would find his next clue. He was, however, stopped by police before he could get to the next clue. Hmm. They they caught him in the parking lot. That's where he blew up at. Dude, terrible spot for McDonald's to be in, man. <laughs> Should have given him the money and let him go. Get yeah, off our property, sir. And it's really bad publicity, I yeah, guess. We can't, yeah, we don't have the insurance. It's really bad publicity. That. However, police began to poke holes in Brian's story almost immediately. After finding the list of instructions from Brian's captors in his Blue Geo Metro, they found that there was no second clue in the location provided on, on the list given. Further, when the police did the scavenger hunt themselves, they found that not only were there no other clues located at any of the other spots, but he also physically did not have enough time to make it to all the spots specified on the list. Hmm. Shortly speaking, that bomb was going to go off regardless. Regardless. So it sounds like that he was really, you know, never meant to finish up that, that he, scavenger hunt. He wasn't. So and so we're going to get into what, What's the later. plan there? Where is the, the second spot at? We'll get into that later. Oh, yes, sir. Trust me. We'll get into that later. Yeah, so basically, like, the cops redid the, like redid it, and they were like, okay, um, it, 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 they gave him 55 minutes to, to do, the, like, all the challenges, and it was, like, an hour and 25 from, like, all the destinations, so it's like he couldn't have even made it there if he had a chance. Cool. That'd be, that'd be sweating ball sack if I was the Yeah. Same. You'd think, but he walked out twirling a cane, a shotgun cane, and eating a sucker. Probably. So, uh, uh. yeah, like, that's why I said keep that in mind well, for my, later. My ballpark guess is probably raping my backpack, Sandy. Man, 
you we'll get there Okay, so <laughs> what if I told you guys that that was just all complete horseshit? Just I, all of it. I would not. Be Everything surprised. I just said was complete horseshit. Because it was. <laughs> so again, this is about to get really redneck and white trash really fast. I, I, I know this topic well. Okay. <laughs> 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 Shit. Enter a man named Bill Rothenstein. 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 Stein. Rothenstein. An eerie resident and handyman who, about a month after the bombing incident, called 911 in a very strange way. Sounding calm, cool, and very collected, Rothenstein casually notified authorities that he had the body of a dead man chilling out at his, ho- at his house. After the police traveled to his home, they found that Rothenstein lived almost next door to the same transmission tower where Brian claimed to have been ambushed. Upon entering his home, they found both him the dead body, as well as a suicide note from Rothenstein himself. Shortly after the discovery, he was arrested and brought in to, 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 and brought into the station for questioning. So, for some reason, Rothenstein made it a point from the get-go to tell the police that the body in the fr- that they found at his house had absolutely nothing to do with the, like, with the bombing of death of Brian Wells. Ooh, big mistake. Big mistake, Rothenstein. Literally, even before they had even he they 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 hadn't even asked they hadn't even they brought that in that hadn't even body. been a thing, they just got a call from a guy saying that he had a body in his freezer, yeah. and then he immediately goes to the station and he's just going like so first off that guy has nothing to do with the death of Brian Wells, and the cops were like okay well so we we, just asked for your name. we yeah we weren't gonna <laughs> ask, we weren't gonna ask you about that but now we are, <laughs> so. <laughs> He then told the police that the body belonged to a man named James Roden and that he had not killed him, but he was merely hiding the body for an ex-girlfriend of his who was an extremely interesting character all in herself. Ooh, how old is this ex-girlfriend we're talking? She's, she's in her late 40s. She's, uh, she looks, looks, like, she looks like she looks like a fucking sea witch. This, this, woman, sea, is, this woman is fucking insane, guys. I'm not kidding. Switch, this woman is fucking insane. I guess she likes to switch the script. <laughs> She likes Shucks fish sticks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> South Park reference. Fish sticks. You like fish sticks? I like fish sticks. You like you like fish sticks? I do like fish sticks. You like putting fish sticks in your mouth? I do. Disgusting. Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Okay, so enter Marjorie Deal Armstrong. A well-liked girl in her youth and smart to match, she was seen as having a gifted intelligence and in high school was skilled and, dis- and dedicated in many different studies. However, as she got older, a few screws got kind of loose, and she began to lose her fucking mind. After, de- after developing bipolar disorder, she would have loud outbursts and mood swings to match. Becoming a bit of a compulsive hoarder, the police once found over 400 pounds of rotting butter as well as 700 pounds of rotting cheese in her apartment during an investigation that I will get into later. Can you imagine the smell? Uh, I imagine it's something along the lines of, uh, if you ever seen Diary of the Wimpy Kid, uh, the big cheese that's on. I have uh, not, no. I have not, no. Yeah. But this, this cheese has been left out for actually no one in the school knows. It's just on the, the pavement of the recess. It's on the pavement of the recess, uh, during recess, not on the pavement of the recess. That makes no sense. Oh, no, I saw that on, on the yeah. commercial trailer back in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, I saw the that. Cheese and they make them lick it and stuff. No, yeah, fuck I, that. I assume that's what uh, it would probably smell like because they, uh, they went to Jackson, I said, I said 400 pounds of rotting butter 
and 700 pounds of rotting cheese. That's over a thousand pounds of rotting dairy product. If I didn't know, man, she fucking plays Skyrim. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, she fucking getting all those what? cheese wheels and putting them. Oh in the house. my god! Yeah, she, she's putting them in. <laughs> she's, she's putting them in like in like her pack. She's, she's so yeah, she can she, equip she, them. So she, she can equip she's, them. She's saving them, man. She can sell them. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> she might be trying to make mayo. I'm pretty sure you make mayo with butter. No, you can, you you also make blue cheese with like. Oh yeah, cheese. that's probably what she's trying to do. You know, she's that, blue so is, cheese fiend. Is that the um like provider you, that Mother Bears gets their cheese from? Uh, we might have to go into that. <laughs> we might have to. We might have I'm to just kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. I'm just kidding, guys. I, I know. I know other people that are going to be listening to this, so I just don't want someone yeah. to get mad. Uh, that's that's a that's a sticky conversation, man. Uh, exactly. Threatens our lives. It's an A B conversation, so see your way out of it. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Holy <laughs> man, see your way to the door. Appreciate it. See your way to the. Okay, so according to Rothenstein, Marjorie hadn't spoken to him in decades when she called him one day, explaining that she had shot her then boyfriend James Roden in self-defense during a dispute over money, and that she needed help with the body. Bill not only agreed to keep the body at his home. But he also, but, but to also clean up the bloody crime scene as well as melt down the shotgun that Marjorie had used to kill Roden with and scatter the pieces in various surrounding areas. That's what I call an S-I-M-P simp, bro. You know, it's really funny you say that because I have here in parentheses, this guy sounds like King Simp. King Simp. No, not King Simp. Lord Simp. Lord Simp. He, he okay, and he, he, and he also only called cops. Because he was, because he found that he didn't have the stomach to dispose of the body, and was afraid of what yeah, she would do. He's to him. trying to get that. He is that sixty-year-old dirt. He is a simp. Dirty. He is a simp, man. He is a simp, literally. He he. She hadn't talked to him in decades, yeah, and they and they, they dated for like a year back in the seventies, and they hadn't talked since then. She calls him up one day. She still lives in Erie, so does he. She calls him up like, "Hey, I shot this guy. Can you help me cl- like hide the body and clean up the crime scene and get rid of my murder weapon?" He just he was like, "Sure." Sure. Sure. Anything for some pussy. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> exactly. That, that's what I'm thinking. From he, a woman that wants that six-year-old peen. From a woman that from a woman <laughs> that hoards cheese and fucking I mean, was she, it yogurt? She, I don't even know what it hey, was. She might have looked pretty badass back in the day, you know. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe she did. But if I showed you a picture of this woman right yeah, now, actually, mean, you saw a picture. You know, girls you? nowadays. You ever seen the rooms are dirty? Oh, they're they dirty. are. They are. There's clothes they're laying dirty. everywhere. So, you know, homeboy's just, he's just playing the field. That's all he knows. He really, <laughs> what, what, filthy, just gulch pussy? Hey, anything <laughs> that's thrown his way, brother. Okay. So, the day after, uh, the day after, <laughs> <laughs> The day after Rothenstein made the call to police, Marjorie was arrested, and shortly after, she was convicted for the murder of James Roden and sentenced to 20 years in prison. Damn, she's probably shitty. She is. She is. And keep in mind, Brian Wells has not been brought up yet. But, Uh, except Rothstein being like, he's not involved. Since then, since then. But until then, again. How much time has passed? Um, it was like a year. It was less than a year. Oh, damn. So things are moving quick. The day after Rothenstein made the call to police, Marjorie was arrested and shortly after she was convicted for the murder of James Roden and sentenced to 20 years in prison. Rothenstein would not have to worry about any repercussions as he died of lymphoma only a year later. Ah, uh, he knew, dude. He knew. That's why. 
that's why he went for the girl right there. He was he was like, look, I I got lymphoma, I'm dying. So fuck it. I'll, so I'll hoard you're this saying body. he you're so you're saying he committed suicide by lymphoma. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, what well, I mean, works, I mean, right? I don't even know what lymphoma is. It's you can get it from smoking. I'm pretty sure. I think he was probably a smoker. He was from Erie, Pennsylvania. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure he was a smoker. Erie, <laughs> I mean, Pennsylvania. That's yeah. Well, yeah, I smoke cigarettes every now and then. I mean, I know you do. I've, I've actually, I'm pretty sure I've smoked cigarettes with, all, with both of you. Yeah, yeah. I love cigarettes. Shout out Marlboro. Go to man for a good head buzz. You can't go wrong. For a good head buzz, you can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Okay. So, after being sentenced, Marjorie met with investigators shortly after and agreed that if she was transferred to a lower level prison, she would tell them everything she knew about the pizza bomb incident and that Brian Wells, who may have died that day, was also a complete and full willing participant in the plan all along. Mm. But you weren't expecting that, were you? No, nah, I see. Well, maybe right kinda... there, right there. That that just sounds like old lady's just tired of getting her ass beat in prison, and she's yeah, not trying to tell anything. I mean, motherfucker's dead, so it's not like you know. Part of me feels like she didn't even like make it to like the prison. I I, I literally Ooh. think like after the court, after she saw she lost, like she, she was she, she went, went to went them like straight like straight to them was like, hey, I want to make a deal. Oh oh. I don't think she even went to the prison the well, first time. Yeah, maybe then... I don't. Backtrack. Maybe she was scared of getting her ass beat in prison. So she was Wouldn't like, you... look, Brian's dead. Uh, oh. Rothstein's dead. Hell, I'm pinning this shit on a dead guy. I mean, yeah. if, if I was putting my shoe, my, my feet in her shoes, damn, that's what I would I, I hate that you watch this, this show on this because you know because you're literally you know exactly what's happening. <laughs> well, <laughs> technically, I, it's been so long I can't remember. Oh, so but is, there, is there anything I've said it, so far? Maybe that that's why all my thoughts might be like put spot on because like I low key know. Like is there the anything files, I've but... said so far that you didn't learn? <laughs> uh, no, everything was coming to a surprise, but more or less like. It's like I knew. <laughs> <laughs> like the files are in my head. I just didn't. You should. Wait. It's it's like it's like M, it's like MK it's like MK Ultra agents. Like I say a word, and you go like this. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah I remember yeah, that from I'm the show. I'm a sleeper agent, man, for this fucking documentary. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Marjorie told investigators everything that had happened leading up to the incident, from Bill's first talk with the plan to Brian Wells' complete involvement. She explained to investigators that she had not been in the plan initially and had only supplied the kitchen timers for the device used. However, she was soon coerced into the plan with Brian Wells as well, all while the now deceased Bill Rothenstein had been the leader in the failed plot. Mm -hmm. Detectives, however, were skeptical of Marjorie. Because she already had a fucking sus ass background with the law, to yeah, say I mean, the least. She killed a guy. No, yeah. she didn't kill. Oh no, James Roden was her third significant other to die while being with her. Sounds like my nana. <laughs> Carol Baskin. Mm-hmm. Carol fucking. Do you know? Baskin. Okay, this is insane. Okay, this is this is insane. From the same thing that you that you that you said that I wrote down, I literally thought earlier when I was writing this down that, that this is straight up Carol Baskins. Well, I was watching the entire King. The new one? The, yeah, new, the one? new one? Nice. Did you like it? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I just watched the first episode today. Of it. I, I haven't watched it yet. Well, not like the first episode of the first season, but the new season that came out. The new season. Nice. I mean, yeah, what, could they, what could they add on? You know? I like the whole thing that all that shit had happened with the original Tiger King. Yeah, man. I really think Bill Cox is trying to get out of jail. He definitely yeah. is trying to get out of jail. He <laughs> yeah, definitely he is. But, I, did, but, I, do think, but yeah. I do think Carol Baskins did fucking kill her husband. Oh. Okay, so she did. <laughs> yeah. 
Her first husband had been gunned down by Marjorie, being shot six times while napping on his couch. Claiming self-defense, she somehow, like, however, she, she somehow fooled the jury and dodged the case. Oh, shit. She's a manipulator. I don't know how she managed that one. Yeah, she, she good. That's she how good. she managed it. She her, second hus- her, <laughs> her second husband had died of, a cer- of cerebral brain hemorrhage. Mm. However, okay. later autopsies performed showed evidence of severe blunt trauma to the skull. And finally, poor James Roden, who was unlucky enough to find himself in Bill Rothstein's freezer five weeks after the murder, Brian Wells. This woman's a fucking psychopath. This woman's a psychopath. Or like a fucking unlicensed James Bond. Have you seen this woman? No, I'd love to. Actually, hey, Siri. She is not, she is not a James Bond. I can assure you she's not a James Bond. Enter a TV repairman turned crack addict and, and dealer, Kenneth Barnes. Turned crack addict. <laughs> now, I'm telling you, he's a fucked up guy. <laughs> Kenneth Barnes. He went from a TV repairman to a crack addict and dealer. Yeah. Down the drain, my guy. <laughs> Kenneth, take better notes, man. So, because it just it just happens like this. <laughs> After Barnes had been what I like to call a little too loose-lipped to his brother-in-law about his involvement in the incident. Oh, he was bragging. His brother-in-law obviously did the right thing and called the police immediately. Now, Barnes was quickly brought in for questioning, which wasn't that difficult, seeing as how he was already in jail for an unrelated drug charge. Mm, mm, <laughs> so they literally just walked, they walked down the hall, they told him to come out of his cell, and they walked into the interrogation room. <laughs> it wasn't so hard. Confused. It wasn't like on cops, like where they have to fucking like chase after the guy. Or they forty-eight just, hours or anything like they that. They just yeah. went and grabbed him. Yeah, like, oh, we it's got like, we got him in stock. Holy shit! It's Let's like go. a claw machine. Let's go check him out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rent him. Yeah. So he cracked like an egg in exchange for a lesser sentence almost immediately. In his recollection of what would lead up to the event, everyone I've mentioned so far, including Brian Wells, was involved in the bombing. So one thing I want to say is, you know, from a from an ex like TV repairman turned crack addict, no testimony will ever be will ever be more rock solid and trustworthy. Mm. You can trust everything this guy says. I mean, he's a cable guy. True, but then he left that that actual good job to be a crack dealer and addict. I mean, it depends on the feeler. You might be making some hella good money. I mean, a lot of rappers, they be talking about it in their songs. They're like, you know, I started off selling crack. I'm looking at me now. Right? Yeah, but he went the opposite. He had like a... Ho- oh, true. Wait, so... So you think he's going to go... So you think he's going to go... So you think he's going to go higher than TV repairman. Honestly, he could be going up the ladder in the criminal underworld. <laughs> I mean, crack addict dealer... Turned bank robber, like heist type style, like fucking get this guy on payday too. Oh no 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 no! no. Don't worry, he was not a bank robber. A schemer. He wasn't. He just um, <clears throat> you'll see how he fits in like right now. Lovely. Now this is the breakdown of the story that Kenneth told while being booked for questioning. Barnes told investigators that Marjorie was the true kingpin behind the explosive caper. Apparently, Marjorie's father owned a somewhat wealthy estate. Like it was like a little over a million dollars or something like that, and she believed that he was piddling away what will one day be her inheritance. She then she then decided to hire the aforementioned scumbag Kenneth Barnes as an assassin to murder her father in exchange for a cut of, guess what, two hundred fifty thousand dollars from her inheritance. How does she meet this Kenneth Barnes? To they were just, they, these people are all from this small town. A small town in Erie, Pennsylvania. 
Here in Pennsylvania, yeah, they just all know each I other. I was in a town in Indiana that was called Sullivan, and shit, you knew about everybody. Fucking. I think we talked about your friends from Sullivan yeah. a couple days ago, actually. Yeah, not a shout out to Sullivan. Yeah. <laughs> that, no, that no. Place, uh, that not on, not stay on my, at the bottom not, of the trash bin. Man, like, yeah, no offense to them, it's not on my show, Jack, please. <laughs> not, not here. Not here. That's too controversial. It is. It is. That's too scary okay, for so, the skeleton key here. Okay, so what we got? It, it is. It, it, that's too scary for. That's too scary for my show. Yeah. That's too backwoody. It is. Ugh. So what we got here is this guy saying that Marjorie hired him to kill her dad in exchange for two hundred fifty thousand dollars, which I do want to say real quick, is unrealistically too much money, for a hitman. Every time I've seen a movie, Wait, or she, like she was gonna pay him two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, to kill her dad. Holy fuck. That's that's what I'm saying. That that's too much money. I'm just saying. Every time I've every movie I've seen, every TV show, every the, the, video game the I've hit, played, the yeah. hit the hitman Shit. takes like five, yeah. ten. Hey, GTA thousand. Online, bro. You mean you don't even get that much when you do a heist. And you're robbing the Diamond City get? Bank. I mean, shit. I think it's like, <laughs> depends who you're playing with. I've been up there with like 100K, and other motherfuckers are making like millions. That's not and how I guess yeah. that's Marjorie's plan. Not in real life. She, yeah, she's, she's, she's squeezing the cut. Not in real life, man. A professional hitman, just like from like what I've read, just whatever, it will, would take like 10,000. Yeah, from the dark web, it looks like, it, not that I know anything about the dark yeah, web. Yeah, it looks like it's like $12,000, but that's just like a ballpark. It's a pretty, specific, it's like pretty specific number. But um yeah no this this crackhead is this crack addict is willing to take is like agreeing to take two hundred fifty thousand. I mean he's, he's willing to take what he could get. That's a lot. That's a lot. I mean for Marjorie, it's not if she gets this inheritance. Hell, you know. It just seems a little too good to and be then true. If she if he gets arrested, he goes to jail, and she can deny it all and be like, "I'm an old woman. I hoard cheese." She was in her forties when this happened. She was not an old woman. Oh. She was so like she, was, she was like forty seven. Okay. Older. She was old. Okay, she, she was wasn't a cute milf type girl. No, she dude. She looks like a sea hag. She could have looked good back in the day. She might have, but I also want to say real quick, she's not old enough to where she gets the sympathy card for being old. She's not. Uh, respect your elders. Ah, <laughs> uh, sure. No. <laughs> not Marjorie. Not Mar. No, no. She killed three. Three of her three get men have died. Allegedly. Allegedly. One allegedly. She definitely killed fucking James Rhodes and her first husband, though. Yeah, with a guy like, with a name like Rhodes, you're going to be buried under a road. Rodent, my bad. My bad. Rodent. Oh, he's a rodent. Rodent. <laughs> he's a bug waiting to be squashed. I mean, Jeez. a rat. Hey, he, he kind of, he he was a rat. In a way, you'll In see. Way. You'll see. Stop guessing this. My bad. Okay, so... You might be asking yourself, where does Brian Wells fit into all of this? Yeah. So I was just asking myself that. Barnes filled in the blanks on that one as well. It turns out that Brian had been seeing a local prostitute and crack addict that Brian exclusively paid for with crack. He was in debt to his dealer at the time, Mr. Kenneth Barnes, and after Brian and after Barnes asked Wells to be to be in on the plot, he had no choice but to comply. Brian then went over the plans with the group over several meetings. He then had his neck measured for the collar by Marjorie, and the bomb was designed and built by none other than Bill Rothstein himself. Okay, yeah, Rothstein sounds like, you know, I mean, if I wasn't guess, he might be German, might have came from over the seas, CIA, something. And then didn't say what it was. It just said that he was a... a I mean, it didn't say what he was, so that's even better. You know, he could have been he one sounds, of those Nazis that the he U.S. Sounds, snuck well, in here after the World War II. 
He sound, sounds kind of Jewish to me. Rothenstein? Rothenstein. I thought uh, what that was not Stein. I, that's that's what I questioned at the beginning. Rothenstein. Yeah, we did. And then I corrected you and said Steen. So you're agreeing with me? <laughs> I guess now I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways. <laughs> However, Brian was eventually double-crossed during the scheme and was fitted with an active bomb during the crime. I mean, you got to make it real. Yeah, well, he was told that if he he was told that if he was caught, the scavenger hunt list and the bomb would be more than enough evidence to fool the cops into thinking he was just an unwilling participant, like enter, he said in the story. Enter the lollipop. For, why he was so casual? Yeah, forced by an invisible hand that he couldn't control. So yeah. he thought it was fake. So he was, he he, he kind of was, uh, you know, a, a patsy played like Order sixty six. He was Darcidius, a puppet you know? on strings, man. He was Anakin. Marjorie's Darcidius. He's a dipshit. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I really hate uh, how you just brought Star Wars into this. I love Star Wars. Don't Shout downgrade Star, Star Wars. Wars to this man. This is like this is literally crack and meth, like Erie, Pennsylvania. Hey man, it might be a party depending who you are and your preference. Not, not my kind of party, and not yours, and not yours. Definitely not my kind of party. No. Wink, wink. <laughs> but <clears throat> in the end, it was a real explosive, ensuring that they would not only have one less mouth talking but one less mouth to feed as well, leaving the entire payload to Marie so that she could enact her plan to kill her father. Mm. Mm. Seems overly long and complicated, doesn't it? <laughs> Dead bodies don't tell secrets. I well, mean, pretty little secrets if you've seen that show. No, That's exactly. the whole prom- premise. You know? Exactly. Okay, so we got to that point. Now, during the trial, Brian's family openly yelled, liar, to, Bar- to Barnes as he spoke of the event in court. I as bet. As they argued that Brian was in no way the kind of person that they said he was, you know, usually like how it buying goes. crack. Usually you know, how it goes. If you're a pizza delivery driver, you're not going to be talking to your family all the time, being like, "Yeah, uh, things are going good." Uh, you know, <laughs> making money, working my way up the food chain. Uh, De- definitely Devon- not into drugs or anything. Devontae's is true. <laughs> definitely not into drugs. I'm a pizza delivery driver. No, yeah, no, I on. didn't say it. No, Casey. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> What's your take? Delivery driving, uh, what would you do if you just pulled up to a, a shed? Nobody was there. What's your take? What are you, what are you doing? Uh, I wouldn't pull up to a shed. That's probably everything. If you pull up to, to, a, to a, a, a brick or a stone transmission tower in the middle of the woods, what are you doing? And you, and you get out of your car. There's um, you get out of your car. You go in the woods. In my car. Doors locked. You're, call, now, you're now, calling now Davey. Granted, going, hey. uh, uh, yeah. Now, granted, the guy that called in did say he was part of a construction crew. So okay, okay. That so, lends. Well, okay. See, okay, it kind of makes you. If you don't see any construction stuff, that's where you know things would get a little it's you know gray. Yeah. You oh know? no! Oh no! No! It, it, all, know, that whole facade kind of falls away immediately when you pull in. I'm a cell phone tower worker. I've been in scarier situations. That, but that's where it like pulling into like a homeless shelter one time and trying to deliver like pizza to a homeless guy one time. And but that was oh, really... tell us that one real quick, actually. Right, yeah. So <laughs> what happened there was I, I but, went... try, but, but try to keep it short and sweet. Okay, so what happened there? I just pulled up, knocked on the door at the homeless shelter, and was like, "Hey, there's a pizza here for uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't know the name, uh, it's Johnson or whatever." Well, and the dude looked everywhere inside for him, couldn't find him, and then. 
I talked to like this line of homeless people trying to get into this like homeless shelter. Like, Any of you guys uh, want pizza? <laughs> you know, I, I was like, is there a, they all fight. I was like, is there a Johnson here. They're all gonna something? say yes. And pizza? everybody was like, uh, yeah, he's down there, down the road waiting for you. And I seen this guy walk up. He's down in the alleyway, dark corner. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was you like, you guys well, with knives back right, there. That's go the over guy. There. Anyways, he comes up. And he's like cussing, yelling at me, and I'm like, oh my god, what's Holy going shit. on? I'm like, what's going to go on here? And he like threw his coat down, then I look to the line to the right of me, and all these guys look at me, and they go, dude, we got your back, man. And I'm like, oh <laughs> god, and I have the pizza and the, like, the pop, and just waiting for this guy to come up to me, and he comes up to me, he's like, alright, how much is it? Oh. <laughs> he, complete, he played you. Yeah, bro. a plot twist completely. But plot he was just yelling twist. at the other guys, saying, "No, he you're was not, yelling you're not, at his homeless any rivalries." Here. Yeah, yeah he, he was he worried said, about his he pizza said, going to somebody Stay back, else. stay back. I got a ten-inch pizza with my name on it, right. not yours. Yeah, not man. Shelter at the if you got a pizza, too. that homeless guy becomes like a mother grizzly defending her cubs. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I bet. I mean, damn, pizza's good. It's pop even better. It is, it is. Okay, so, back to the story. During the trial, Brian's family openly yelled liar to Barnes as he spoke of the events in court, as they argued that Brian was in no way the kind of person they said he was. It would never be mixed up with such a crime, let alone a prostitute. However, the truth might be somewhere in the middle. The aforementioned prostitute, whose name was Jessica Hoopsick, Ooh, I like that name, Jessica. <laughs> Hoop sick, damn. I bet she can make some sick-ass tricks on a skateboard if you ask me. Really? I was thinking basketball. I was thinking basketball, too. What? Hoop. What do you mean? Oh, hoop. Ah, yeah, she's, yeah, I'm she, a yeah, she's sick. She's sick of the hoops. So I'd be skipping over words like fucking hopscotch. So Hoop sick told investigators that Brian and her had been seeing each other, but he was not in debt to Barnes at all. Only after Barnes had told Hoopsick about the plan did she decide to butter Brian up <clears throat> and have him be the suicide bomber in the plan. And I referred to him as a suicide bomber because they later found out that, that the bomb was set to explode if it was uh, to be taken off. So Brian's fate was sealed as soon as the collar was attached to him. I mean, this how, guy, how intricate is this bomb? Could we pour water over it and, you know, call it a day? Or... You know, video game style it, movie style it, like shoot it, pop it. That no man, no man. That like the bomb was rigged to blow regardless. So but the I, bomb squad type deal, red wire. They could have the bomb squad could have easily disarmed this. It was made by a handyman in a shack. I mean, damn, dude, a lot of handymans in a shack have taken a lot of lives. Ted Kaczynski, the yes. Unabomber. Yeah. yeah. I, oh yeah. shit, here we go. Men in okay. shacks. Okay, men in That's shacks. That's a trouble thing. If Nothing. you see your husband building a shack, you know he's about to murk a motherfucker. Honestly, yeah, you should be you should be worried. If you see your husband you like should be fucking worried. If, Pull if he's, on, he's trying to make a living. If he's in his mid forties, holy fuck, if he's, what are you doing? If he's dude? in his mid forties, he's going through like a midlife crisis, and he starts building a shack in your backyard. <laughs> Money's not. Coming and, in. and you guys and you guys and you guys don't and you guys he don't stop talking to the kids. And you guys don't. <laughs> And you guys don't have a wood stove. Yeah. Holy shit. Start getting the divorce papers. Because <laughs> he's going to be making pipe bombs. Yeah. Simping out for marges. <laughs> <laughs> so, the trial for the case was set on October 12, 2010. 
having been rescheduled after Marjorie was given seven years to live after a diagnosis of glandular glandular cancer from her doctors. Damn, dude. Yeah. Fucking sent straight from the devil himself. He's trying to get one of his covert ops down downstairs. Yeah, I do want to say, if you guys have noticed anything real quick, everyone in this story either has died or is dying. Yeah, that's why I'm understanding the sea witch analogy you're saying when you're saying sea witch. She looks like old Fred from, yeah. um, like, the... I that old YouTube. Video, I bet I she know. could fuck up Ackerman. Ackerman. Mm. Old, gr- old, old Greg. Old Greg. With a bomb around his neck. The Robson. Not show. Jason Momoa. No. Not Momoa. Momoa, the the big guy. Yeah. Was he on the, uh, the, the guy that does play Aquaman? Yeah. Yeah, he's fucking. He's cool. I think if I could be that height, I would be happy. He's six guy. foot five. That's a good guy. That's a that's a that's a that's a that's a kingly height right there. Yeah, six five is a kingly height. You're looking down on every dude that walks in the room. I have a prince's height, a prince, a prince's height at five foot eleven. Nice, like uh, Shrek. (laughs) No, Shrek was like six foot. No, not Shrek. uh, The prince, Lord Farquaad. Lord Farquaad. He was like, <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was like four foot two, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, close enough. He was like four foot two, maybe. Oh, well, I shouldn't be talking actually, about how, that. How t- actually, how tall was Fiona? Back then, because he was... I wasn't really looking because at he was sh- height. No, what I'm saying is... what I mean, No, what I'm saying is... What I'm saying is, he was a lot shorter than her. And that was back in medieval times. Was he? Yeah. Nah. Jamie, yeah. pull that up. Okay. okay. <laughs> we'll look this up. We'll look this up after. We'll look this up after. Sorry, man. I just blacked out right there. We'll look. This <laughs> we'll look this up after. <laughs> so, the trial, however, did not go in Marjorie's favor. For it. the trial, however, did not go in Marjorie's favor. Eight days later, and only after seven hours of deliberation, the jury found her guilty on the counts of armed robbery, conspiracy to commit crime, and use of an explosive device in a crime. Nice. Dude. This, however, doesn't matter much in the end. She's dying. Because Marjorie finally succumbed to her illness in 2017. Oh, I called it. Kenneth Barnes, had, who had taken a plea deal for, the, for a lesser sentence and was already serving his time, had died Damn. as well in 2019. Damn, dude. So Damn, everyone, this, everyone is in this case. Is, that sounds like some witchy shit. Committed crime, you get caught. Talk to the devil, he takes you home. Everyone in this case that, like, that I've discussed is currently passed dead. away. They are dead. Hey, hey boy, <clears throat> you Let's go. But does it go deeper than that? Yes, please. There are theories that Bill Rothenstein had, in fact, been in charge of the heist from the get-go. No fucking way. Some assert that Bill might have had a bit of a chip on his shoulder due to being a lifelong white trash resident of Erie who wanted to prove his worth and genius in life. Having a, having a mechanical background and a, and a parts hoarder, he very well could have wanted to like have made some like sort of elaborate puzzle to confound police for years to come and show his true genius to the world. Mm. Mm-hmm. However, sadly, everyone involved in the crime is already dead, as well as well as Rothenstein himself. And one of them took the true secret to the grave with them, Ooh. ensuring that uh, ensuring that, that this case will be argued about amongst amateur detectives such as myself for years to come. Hey, and that everyone is bomb-ass pizza, the murder mystery of Brian Wells. And I hope you enjoyed this story, and thank you for listening this week. Peace out. Adios, amagas.